Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Monday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast presented by Ingalls, the official supermarket of Gramlich and McLean. It's time to talk some Wolf Pack. Mac, let's talk with the pack. This, this is going to be a good episode, Mac. <laughs> it's going to be a great episode uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, this team was picked fourth by the media, mm-hmm. so a lot of excitement uh, about this team. Number two, I was just hanging out with the Wolfpack a couple of days ago, so I, this is great. I wish I could do this every episode. That should be you know, part of the deal is I go to your practice, then we have a podcast, we interview you guys. Um, that would be fantastic, uh, but a, a lot to be excited for. We have their head coach, Dave Doran, on with us. We mm-hmm. love Coach Doran. Always grateful for his time and, and coming on with us today, KG. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the pack. So this one could argue this is going to be our best podcast episode ever because you literally just – we're in Raleigh visiting with sure. NC State. So, Mac, I'll just pull pull the curtain back a little bit. So, we're recording this on what is today? Wednesday. Wednesday. Ninth, Wednesday. Ninth. And Mac was in NC State yesterday, and so he called me when he was driving back, and he said, "KG, these guys are for real." He he's very high on the pack. So, you got to stay tuned after we talk to Dave Doran to hear our thoughts on NC State. But just a little, you know, newsflash: Mac is very high on NC State. Mac, did you happen to, when you were driving back, and I know you're you're in Clemson now because you're about to do the Clemson episode for ACC Network, have you passed an Ingles? I know there's that Ingles you love oh, on Issaquina Trail. On. It's Aquina Trail, yeah, it's right there. That's the mm-hmm. one that uh, we always go to, and it, you know, it takes you down memory lane. So mm-hmm. it's funny enough, I was planning my morning, actually this morning, um, I was going to go over there, do some fun stuff, and then I got called out of the uh, the bullpen to do some ACC radio out of nowhere. So I still have yet to go over there, but I will before the end of this trip. Obviously. And uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to go back. It's going to be fun. It'll be the first time I've been back to that one since we've we've started this partnership. So very exciting. Yeah. If we have a favorite, Ingles, it's probably the one on Issaquina Cha- uh, Trail. I, I would say maybe the one for me in Malden in Greenville. That's that's the one I hit up. But, you know. Malden. In Mal- Hey, why did you say in Malden and then Greenville? Aren't those two different places? Well, you know, it's a little outside, but that's the one that's closest <laughs> to me. So I hit it up, Mac. I hit it up. That's right. All I right, understand. let's get to our guy, Dave Doran, and we'll talk with the head coach of the Wolfpack after a quick message from our partners over at Ingles. Did you know that Ingles sells more organics than any other store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Did you know that they have more local craft beer than any place else? Or that they have energy smart stores? Or that they professionally slice and package imported cheese from Europe? Did you know about their giant international aisle, local farm partnerships, curbside pickup, wine department? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Coach, welcome back to the podcast, man. It's always good to see you because when we get to sit down and talk with you, I know kickoff is close, uh, but I do want to talk about your summer because we all know you're an avid fisherman. I, I want to know any trips that have happened, maybe any coming up, or what, what happened this summer? Yeah, we fished. Uh, I fished in the Big Rock offshore tournament um dealt with some tough weather and that and then just got back from a trip to montana and got a day of fishing in out there um 
had really good fishing in May just in the state up near Boone. Um, so I've gotten a little bit in, not as much as I'd like, but got some good trips. <laughs> true, true. Now, Coach, I, I saw, I was looking on your Twitter the other day and you were retweeting some stuff, some Philip Rivers stuff. We know he's an NC State legend. He also just announced he's having his 10th child. Mac and I were just talking about how our children both threw up on us this morning. You have three kids. Do you have any thoughts on Philip Rivers, Wolfpack legend, having 10 children? <laughs> you know, they started, uh, I think, sophomore year in college. Yeah, you got to start uh, young. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, obviously uh, an incredible family. And, and Philip's actually coming to Raleigh today mm. to be a part of a fundraiser we're doing. So excited to spend All time right. with him. And I haven't been able to spend time with his wife. I know she's coming with him, Tiffany. I'm excited to meet her. And Yeah, you don't, you know, back in the day, my mom came from a family of eight. You heard of a lot more people in the bigger Catholic families, you know. And so it's unique these days to see that, uh, obviously, you know, especially with him being an NFL quarterback for so long. You know, she's got, she must be incredible, right? Yes. To build right, kids. right. Knowing what he probably had to go through hours-wise as a player for as long as he played. Sure. Man, I think that, that all of us, and, and KG uh, personally, obviously, have such an appreciation for what moms have to do. I mean, it's it's crazy. I will and not be having 10 You're a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, Coach, let, let's jump into a little bit of your team here because uh, there, there's going to be some major changes you know, this year, and, and especially offensively, defensively. I, I know you lose that leadership, those guys that, man, you're so passionate about and, and love uh, tremendously. I mean, for the past couple of years, it seems like that was what I would open with about some of those guys that have moved on and, and are playing at the next level. I want to start with that linebacker room because I know how important, you know, Isaiah was and how important Drake was. But the good thing is you have Peyton back, but I also feel like you have some guys that have been molded by those guys moving out that have gotten some playing time with unfortunate injury that, man, now they're just chomping at the bit ready to go. Yeah, I mean, you really answered the question, you know, and that's kind of what a lot of our players, be honest with you, like we've had, and I think college football has been this way with the COVID rule. You just have guys playing longer at their schools than normal. And so that prevents other guys that would have been in, um, they're having to wait a little bit longer and be patient Mm -hmm. or transfer. And in our case, you have like Jalen Scott, who's, who's been here a long time, you know, and, and it's his time now, it's his turn. And he's completely been, you know, a guy that's bought into the system and, and has learned from Isaiah and Drake and Peyton and now excited for him, you know, and his opportunity. Devin Betty, another linebacker, Caden uh, Fordham. You know, we feel like we've got a really good room. It's just they haven't proven themselves like last year's guys had on game day as much other than Peyton. And you see that in our secondary as well. You know, Devin Boykins played a lot for us, and now we look at him, you know, as a guy that has to take over for, you know, Tanner Engel and, and you know, fill in those those shoes and same thing you know Jakeen Harris is a starter for us um feel really good about the corners you know with Aiden and and uh Shy Battle coming back to feel like we have two really good corners so it's going to be fun to see the guys step in uh and compete you know um same thing with our nickel position so offensively we're excited about Robert and I and the changes that he's brought systematically just you know time to evolve and Super excited that Coach Beck is now a head coach at Coastal, Um, you know, and and sometimes change brings opportunities. And in this one for us, you know, Robert and I is a tough guy to coach against. So I'm happy to have him on our sideline now. Uh, And I think our offensive players are excited, you know, just about some of the changes that he's bringing in. And, you know, I think college football in general, all of our teams are different. You know, the portal is 
created a lot more new names on rosters right. that are older, so they're immediate impact guys for some of us. And so I think it's not just us. You're seeing a lot of that throughout football. We're going to get to that new look offense. I think everyone's excited to see it. Maybe not your opponents, but uh, NC State fans are. But let's talk about Peyton Wilson here for a second. I know it might be hard to put this into words, but what does that guy mean to your program yeah. and to your defense? Um, yeah, I don't know that I'll sum it up well. I mean, he's a, he, he's been through a lot. So, you know, everyone in our program understands what football means to him, you know, to go through two ACLs two sh- and two shoulder um, injuries like he has and, and to still play the game the way that he plays. He plays a million miles an hour out there, uh, and, and he plays until body failure, which is rare. You know, uh, if he taps out, you know that he's done, like he's about to fall down. And so – his spirit and his love and passion for the game are so uh, unique. A lot of people say they love it, but they don't display it the way he does, you know. And, and so and watching his growth as a leader and a person, I think, has been big, not just for for his teammates, but for himself. I think he's got incredible confidence right now as a, just as a human being. He's a first college graduate in his family. You know, he's, wow. he's accomplished things that are generational things, not just football wise. And he comes from an impressive family, you know, and his parents are awesome, but his brother Bryce is, you know, a a major league pitcher. Um, He was with the Pirates, the Braves, and now the Brewers, you know, so he's got a a really good lineage there. I'm glad he's back, man. I'm I'm really excited to watch him play. I'm sure you guys are too. He's he's a fun guy to watch. No, he's just, he's an animal coach. And I mean, when you you see him out there and I remember three years ago, four years ago, you telling me about this kid, you know, coming off an injury, look out. And, And, you know, to see his final form and flashes. He just deserves, you know, a free year, a healthy year yeah. where he can go and, and play with his hair on fire. And I hope we get to see that. Uh, before KG moves on onto the offense, I do want to kind of mention those duo, that duo that you talked about at cornerback, because I think they're one of the best in the country, not just the ACC with White and Battle. But how does that give you and Coach Gibson you know, the freedom to be more exotic, more aggressive when you understand and know, hey, these guys got us on the outside. Let's mix it up a little bit on the inside. Yeah, as a defensive play caller, it gives you a lot more confidence to be aggressive when you need to be. Um, both of these guys are, are long. They can play press man-to-man. They're smart, you know, so that we can disguise things with them. And they're good tacklers, you know, so it allows you to use them in the run game and as a blitzer, you know, so that's – a luxury that we haven't always had, you know, sometimes you have one and you're helping the other guy some, um, but to have two guys that are at this stage, uh, they have the ability, the length and the, the aptitude mentally is a really nice luxury to have. Coach, I know you're bringing Brendan Armstrong to ACC kickoff and, and we've seen what he's been able to do, a prolific passer. You saw him at Virginia, you played against him, you, you knew what he was capable of. What excites you the most about Brennan Armstrong at quarterback for NC State this year? You know, I think the fact that he's just got a chip on his shoulder right now, you know, last year didn't go the way that he had hoped. And, you know, this is his last year to play college football. And so we're getting a a very hungry guy that's an experienced guy. Um, His numbers, you know, spoke for themselves a couple years ago with Coach and I and that offense. But I I love a player with a chip on his shoulder. And I think Brennan has a big one right now to to go finish his college career the way he wants to, you know, and, and as a coach, that's what you want, you know, and I'm excited to see him do it. I'm, I'm thankful that he's here, and he's been great with the players, and 
you know, so is MJ. You know, we're in a good situation where we've got the yeah. guy that can lead us this year and, and the guy that can lead us down the road. Yeah. We think is going to be a really good player and has an opportunity to learn with Brennan. So I like what we have in that room. Those guys have really worked well together in the offseason too. You love to hear that, Coach, especially with a young guy like MJ who, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, we got to see last year. And he played really, really well. And I think, man, he's close. If he can just absorb everything from Brennan, you just got to think that he'll be in such a special spot when it is his turn. Uh, you bring up Coach and I, and I love this guy. I mean, the, the way that he thinks, the way that he designed things, I mean, it, it's so unique. And I don't even know what to call it because of, of its uniqueness. And I know that that is a pain to go against. And now it's on your side. What was so, I guess, enticing about all of that, that when you had to make a go out and make a hire that you're like, I want that guy. I want him to be on our team. You know, I like being a tough prep for people. Um, I think defensively we are schematically we're unique. And so it's hard on players, quarterbacks and coaches alike when you have five days to get ready. And now you're playing against defense. that's harder. Uh, just not necessarily the personnel. I mean, sometimes we'll have a really good player here or there. But, you know, schematically, it's different than they go up against. You know, and offensively, I think Robert brings the same. You know, he's unique. Uh, it's just not your staple that you go up against all the time. And he's got a lot of ability to, to um, change things up on a week-to-week -week basis because of how he teaches the system. It's very versatile. Um, I wanted a guy, you know, we've had a lot of injuries over time. And when they happen, kind of, they can adjust based on the personnel. Uh, not necessarily, hey, this is our scheme, who can fit, who can do that. Obviously, you recruit to your scheme, but when things happen, you want a coach that can adjust. And I think Robert is really flexible. You, know, you see him use different players in different ways all the time. I mean, Virginia, they were masters of that, I thought. And so that excited me too, you know, Eric, because sometimes you, you lose a player. You know, Jalen Samuels for us was a unique guy, and if he was out, we didn't have anything like that, you know, and just, I think Robert gives us the ability to be flexible and, and create tough matchups for people. And uh, lastly, I think, you know, my staff I had several coaches work with him along the way. Ruff and McNeil and him were together a long time. Um, Tony Gibson and him were together at Arizona. Brian Mitchell and him were together at BYU. So different stops. And then I coached against him four times at three different schools. And so there's just a lot of things that made it the right fit. And Lastly, his son's the O-line coach at Campbell University, 40 minutes from Raleigh. And so family-wise, this made a huge amount of sense to them, you know. And he's at a place that he wants to be that way family-wise. That helps me, yeah. you know. That's awesome. So what was that phone call like? You're like, hey, you know, coaching, I'm, I'm sick of going against you, man. You want to join up? I'm, I'm tired of seeing this. What was that like? <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of mutual respect, you know, between the yeah. two of us and um, – I, you know, Ruffin told me that he was interested. Uh, I reached out to Dino and let him know we were going to talk to him and, you know, did it the right way. But um, when I talked to Robert, it was just – I've known him, you know, as an assistant coach, even going back to when I was at Kansas and he was at Texas Tech. So it's just like, hey, coach, I have an opening here. I heard you might have an interest. Can we talk about it? And during the conversations, obviously, there was a lot of talk about how we defended him and how he attacked us and – so that was a fun conversation, you know, both ways just to learn. Because that's the one thing. Sometimes older coaches are kind of stuck in their ways. And, they, you know what I mean? This guy loves to talk ball. I mean, you come in and show him clips. I mean, we watched the Chiefs Super Bowl together. Just like, hey, look at what they're doing here. What do you think of this? And he's, he's always trying to find creative things. I really appreciate that about him.
Yeah, and that's what that's what you need these days um, in college football. So speaking of your offense, we know Brennan Armstrong's there. Excited to see him. You lose some playmakers there. Thomas, of course, is the big one. Um, yeah. I'm assuming that there will be a little more of an emphasis on the run game this year, except maybe not with Brennan Armstrong slinging that thing. So what, give me some playmakers that NC State fans should be excited uh, to see this season. Yeah, well, starting at receivers since you brought Thayer and, you know, Devin Carter leaves the offense too. Uh, Trent Penix is a guy we need to keep healthy. He's a playmaking dude for us, and we need him on the field. Uh, Keon Lassane returns as a guy that's probably our most consistent playmaker we have back. And then there's a, a, you know, a group of younger receivers that have been here a couple years, Anthony Smith and Julian Gray, Josh Crabtree. Um, these are guys that we're hoping step up. Porter Rooks is a guy that's played a lot, and now he's going to get more playing time. And, and so that group, and then we have some freshmen that we signed last year, you know, Kevin Concepcion and Javante Vereen that had great springs for us. Uh, the running back, Jordan Houston, uh, is in this offense is dynamic. I mean, because he, he can do a lot with the ball. Um, you know, in the screen game, he can do a lot out as a receiver. And then he's really quick in the backfield. So, you know, I think he adds to the mix there. Um, Brennan can do a lot, you know. And so it, it'll be interesting to see what coach decides. You know, obviously he's got the pass game. But, you know, there's a lot of run game there for him, too, if he chooses to use him in it because of his legs. Yeah, and, and and I think you know bringing up, you know, with with Jordan and and the the uniqueness of his play and ability, you know that that's what when I saw Coach and I was coming, I'm like, man, this young man can thrive in this. You yeah. know, he can be really a dangerous weapon. You mentioned kind of Virginia. And this will be the last one, Coach. We'll get you out of here uh, about the things that they would do, and and it's all about matchups, right? Coach and I is just looking to find how can I get one of my best players against the weakest part of your defense. Is there a guy, and, and you don't have to share this if you don't want, but that is going to be that Swiss Army knife that's going to line up at tailback, H-back, out, out wide? I mean, they, they use some guys like that that you're just yeah. like, where's Waldo? you got to find him. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, and I think really that comes down to what you have. Like, I, I can't remember the guy's name. It was a two or a four jersey number for them um, at Virginia, and they put him all over yeah. the place and found different ways to get him the ball. At Syracuse, they did it with 19 last year. You know, I don't know who that'll be yet for us. You know, Trent Penix yeah. has has that ability. Trent does if if coach can keep him, you know, usable because he gets hurt a lot, unfortunately. But Trent's the most versatile player we have uh, in the run game and the pass game probably. You know, I think Jordan Houston's a guy that does that as well. Javante Vereen, the young guy uh, just got here, is really a very talented guy as well. So, you know, we'll have to see. I think sometimes with Coach, if, if he's got guys that can do it, then they're going to do it. If he doesn't, right. then one guy may do three guys' jobs, you know. Sure. Sure. So we're just going to have to see how fall camp plays out for him with, I guess you'd say, the toys in the offense. How's he going to use them, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, we're right here, man. I appreciate your time. Always great talking with you. And we're jacked up for, for you guys in the Wolfpack. I think it's going to be a really fun year. You know, I appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you in Charlotte. again to Dave Dorn for taking the time. He has been very gracious with his time on our pod and we always appreciate it. I I thought it was funny, Mac. He said he was about to go to an NIL thing with Philip Rivers and I did see all that being posted on social media. I think NC State's doing a pretty good job with their NIL and uh, Dave Dorn didn't seem to have many thoughts on Philip Rivers having 10 children. He's a he's a three and done guy, which, you know, I, I like, but Philip Rivers, man, he, he's a different breed, Mac. It is a... Uh... 
I don't know if it's goals or what it is. He's a good think, father. No, no, no. Obviously. For me, not goals. Got to be honest. Not, not goals. What <laughs> a goal is to be that good of a parent to manage 10 tiny <laughs> humans. Probably. I think uh, his wife, as as Coach Jordan said, his wife's a superhero. A superstar. Got to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're, you're pretty much a professional at that point when, when you're doing that. So Different. maybe they're done at 10. You know, I, I would probably try to take some type of well, preventative measures. Matt, considering he's a football player, do you just go for 11 and then you have your starting 11? A whole roster? You have a whole – that's actually fascinating. Now you have to do it. Philip, a uh, big-time listener of the show, I know. Just get get to 11, big dog. Yeah, he can do it. Well – we talked about the excitement around NIL. Mac, you were just there. You were in Raleigh. You were doing the ACC Network Roadshow there. Tell me everything. I, I know you were excited with what you saw. I, I really was. And, you know, it, it's one of my favorite places to go. I, I just love Raleigh. Uh, I love this team. Love the coaching staff. And just their, their the culture that they have built there. I mean, it's blue-collar, hard-nosed. Grind it out. I mean, Coach Dorn drives F one fifty. That's the type of you know guy he is, and and uh, I just always love being there and and love the feel of of the deal. And you know, once once you get to see it, um, it's so different, right? Because you know, we, we a lot of these things we're projecting what we think, what we right. read, what we've heard, and of course these interviews with the guys. But you know, for me to be able to see it with my own eyes is such another level of what. I can kind of tell you guys is, is going to happen. And so, you know, it's funny as I'm looking through this rundown, you know, of course I've wrote this before uh, I actually went to practice, but I was a little interested in the defense, you know, just because they lost so many guys with Isaiah Moore, right. unbelievable leader, alpha, controlled that room on the, the linebacker, Drake May, uh, Drake May, excuse me, Drake Thomas, Drake the Tom- production. <laughs> NC, hey, NC State fans are like, what the heck did this Oh, yeah, NC say? State fans are mad. Uh, yeah, they're, they're ticked. I'm sorry. Hey, look, I'm rocking the shirt. I'm all in. Um, I thought we weren't going to talk Thomas. about Drake May on this episode, yeah, right. guys. And, and you're 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 wearing Carolina blue. Like what the heck? Oh yeah, I just everything uh, else. I'm sorry to guys, bring sorry. that up. Continue. That's right. Uh, but Drake Thomas, the production. I mean, the absolute war daddy that he was. Um, you know, Baker Williams, Tanner Ingle. These yeah. guys were incredible on, on the defense. It's a Corey Durden. I mean, just really a loaded group. That you know, I thought there was going to be some pretty big holes there. And, you know, I knew that there was guys that had had gotten opportunity because, unfortunately, injuries and guys get to step up and play. But you just never know, right, when, when you're the guy and to see it in person um, and then going to practice. KG, I mean, the defense, I think they're going to be faster. Uh, they are faster. It's not think. I know they're faster. Uh, the, the, the skill level was very impressive. The size, the length of these defenders. I mean, I'm looking at the the – you know, defensive backs with Battle and White. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're six two, six three each. I mean, they're big dudes uh, that can line up and you know really just shut down the sides of the field. And what does that allow you to do? Have more chaos in the middle. Coach Gibson was raving about that. Um, but what really kind of blew me away was the size of defensive line. I mean, Van Clark, Jackson, those are some big dudes. Like six five, six three, two ninety, three ten, two eighty. Like they are. Big old boys and yeah. looked very impressive along the defensive line. I think there's some good depth there too, a, a transfer or two coming in and some guys that have been waiting at the wing. Um, and then the linebacker core, kind of like what I said about Clemson a year or so ago when they lost Skowski and Spectre, I think that these guys are going to be better. And, of course, it starts with Peyton Wilson. But mm-hmm. Jalen Scott, just like – he just jumped off the practice field. Like, I mm. see this cat. I'm like, who the heck is that? And uh, he, he's just pretty looking. 
explosive, very reactive. And, and I think, you know, one thing with Isaiah, he was a great college player, right? Like exceptional with his instincts, the, his ability to read and anticipation was great. But compared, right. comparatively, he was a slow linebacker. Like it's just is what it is. You know, you can't, you can't do anything about that. Jalen is a freak, like very explosive, very fast. I think NC State fans are going to be extremely impressed with the linebacking core they see out there this fall. Yeah, th- this is basically what Mac called and told me, and he was super excited about. So, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're starting with the defense, obviously, here. And, Mac, this is a defense that was probably, I would say, the main reason why NC State won games last year, won eight games. Yeah. They were the number one scoring defense in the league. They had 19 interceptions as a defense, which led the league. So they forced turnovers, they wreaked havoc, and they were led by, like you said, two of those vets, well, really three vets, Peyton Wilson's back, three vets at the linebacker spot. But I And I was feeling some parallels, what you were saying, with Clemson as well, where you lose some of these, for lack of a better term, old heads, okay? Yep. And you have these younger guys who've just been waiting. And they've been learning the system. They know the system inside and out. And they've just been waiting their turn because these guys had extra years due to COVID. So you wouldn't generally have five years. So, Mac, here's the question. Will this defense lead the ACC in scoring defense again? Do you think they're they're going to be able to be that good? And that's what's crazy. It's almost – I know nobody – we're comparing we've, – we've said UNC, now let's compare to Duke. Uh, it's, it's tough, right, because they were so good. I mean, I'm looking at these rankings yeah. here. Number one points per game, number two total yards, number two rushing, number one efficiency, number one enforcing turnovers. Like, it's hard to get better than that, right? right? But yet, I think the defense as a whole will be better, but that necessarily doesn't mean it's going to show up production-wise and and statistically. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different factors that go in that. Obviously, schedule, who you play, other people getting better. Um, So in in regards to points, it's it's super hard to tell. I I think Clemson's going to be back. I think FSU is going to have a great defense. And I think these guys, Pittsburgh, those are kind of the top four. And I think you can kind of move around who the top five, uh, the fifth would be there. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think they're going to get better. And here's the deal. When I talked to Coach Gibson, uh, Tony Gibson, their defensive mm-hmm. coordinator, who very grateful for his time as well, um, he said, look, we, we had some guys that were really good players last year that did a lot of great things for us. But some of their weaknesses, like being able to play man-to-man and feeling good about it, limited us at times. Mm. We don't have that issue now. We, we have guys that can do whatever we want. And so from him and his standpoint, he can be more aggressive. He loves to blitz. Yeah. He loves to show looks, be exotic, really try to confuse you. I expect them to bring all kinds of trash, all kinds of pressure, games, things of that nature because of who they have and because of the situations they feel like they can put their linebackers and, and cornerbacks in that man-to-man coverage and, and be fine. So mm. for all those reasons, KG, I th- I think it's going to be better. Now, okay. again, statistically, number one, what does that mean? I don't know. But I think they're going to be better defensively. It may be hard to replicate 19 picks just because, you know, the right. ball bounces a different right. way. But I still think this defense is going to be very, very good. I'm with you, Mac. Now, better, maybe not statistically, but perhaps more yeah. versatile Um, And can show offenses different looks a little more than they could last year. Now, this offense is really where the question marks are. Because it's a brand new regime. Brand new system. Brand new quarterback. Brand new everything. Robert and I coming over from, he was at Virginia and he was at Syracuse with Brennan Armstrong. Brennan Armstrong's in there slinging that thing all over the place. Had one amazing year. Had one terrible year. You don't know what you're going to get. What did you see, Mac? What did you see offensively when you were up there? 
Yeah, well, you know, it, it's funny. Um, I actually let, let me start this way. I want to talk about what I think about the offense okay. first, not not necessarily what you, what I saw because I think it is a little unfair. It is a little one sided. I'll tell you why in a second. Um, I think that Coach and I and Brennan being back is very good. I think that the okay. comfortability. I think that the um, familiarity is going to be something that really helps both of them get started in a hurry, right? Like it's not total different language to each other and you're having to get a guy going because when you have that, when you have that, you know, relationship between OC and QB, everything else can, can happen, right? Like it's a symbiotic relationship. You're helping me, I'm helping you all these different things. And so I think that, that that is a integral piece that, Brennan has been able to this off season and now in fall camp kind of raise up everybody else and really kind of get them going as well. And, and so the communication has been faster. It's been streamlined. He can pull from different circumstances with the O-line coach and the OC and get things going to what we used to do and how the circumstances change. The question is who can step up to be the playmakers like Brennan had right. at Virginia? Cause we, we showed the graphic a couple of days ago on TV. There was some, dudes right at Virginia yeah. making really planes can Keon Lassane be that guy can Terrell Timmons be that guy Porter Rooks I think Trent Penix if he can stay healthy and coach mentioned that man he can be a weapon for us he's just got to stay there Jordan Houston what can he do in the passing game all of those things KG lead me to believe that this NC State offense can take a step forward from last year which at times I mean, you're running in a fourth third string quarterback and you have no identity um so I, I think with all that knowing I feel confident in saying they will be better statistically proven production wise. Sure. All of that is going to help, but it's just going to be who steps up to do it. Now, what I saw in practice uh, is a little bit different story because that defense is so good because they're so familiar mm -hmm. and, and steal calls. They're a bunch of cheaters. Uh, and quite Max frankly, you know, it, by it, this <laughs> always. I do stand by that. It is, it is just a fact. It's not an opinion. Um, you know, it's more difficult to execute. So I definitely say the periods that we watched, the defense won the day, but the drills that we saw on air, one-on-ones, things of that nature, you know, offense got their licks. And, and again, I think it's going to be much improved. But, you know, need to keep seeing the built chemistry. Uh, that, that might bleed mm -hmm. into the season a little bit with quarterback receiver. Uh, but I certainly sure. think this offense is going to be better than it was last year. Yeah, they only scored 24 points per game last year, which was 12th in the league. And so much of that, you know, was Devin Leary getting hurt and then all these different injuries. But, Mac, even at the beginning of the year, when we had such high expectations last year for NC State, remember they only beat East Carolina because of a miracle in the in the first week. Um, they beat Texas Tech. They beat UConn. But then they really struggled against Clemson. Couldn't really score. So that's the big question. The other question for me, and I'm curious if you saw anything here with with kind of an increased point of emphasis, is running the ball. Now, I know with what Brennan did with Coach and I at Virginia, it was a lot of slinging that thing around. So mm -hmm. do you think there will be at least more of an emphasis on running the ball? Because we know that's been the issue for NC State the last couple of years is just having a consistent run game. I think there will be an emphasis I just don't know if they're quite there yet. Um, mm. Even from like a personnel standpoint, you know, like Jordan Houston is not a big guy. Um, he's not a back that I think you give it to him 25, 30 times a game. So, you know, can Michael Allen step up and, and fill that from what we saw from him, you know, a year ago? And and again, just the offense, as you mentioned, like they like to throw it. And yeah. They're going to. Um, yeah. Coach Dorn said it best. And, and I asked him quite frankly about this uh, when we were there on site. 
Uh, and he said it pains me that we can't run the football when we need to and when we have to and when everybody knows. And that's what that good teams to. have to do. That's what great teams have yes. to do. He said you 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 throw to score, you run to win. And can yeah. we get to that yeah. level? And I think Brennan certainly adds to that. Like he is a dual threat guy. Uh, however True. you want to cut it, his running ability is is very special. His feel to win when to run is very good. Um, so I think that certainly will help. But you need somebody else to step up. And if it's the one-two punch between Allen and Houston, that's great. Um, but in, if someone else emerges, if if Penix is involved somehow in the running game, um, just the creativity there, that's what I need to see. And then, of course, the offensive line just continuing to grow. I think you feel pretty good about you know Belton and, and McKay at the tackle spot. But you know maybe some some guys need to keep coming along on the inside and, and continue to grow there. But I know Coach Dorn, I know Coach Tujay. Uh, the offensive line coach, it, it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a big emphasis. We have to run the football yeah. execution, you know, maybe a little bit of a different story. So here's my last question before we get to the win total, which in Vegas is only six and a half, which seems low. So yeah. when, yeah, it seems low. Um, the year that Brennan had his great year at Virginia, he did get hurt towards the end of the year, partly because right. he was running the ball a decent bit. Mm-hmm. What did you see from MJ Morris? I mean, was he just rolling with the twos? I mean, what did you see anything that stood out with him? Because he he could end up being an option with Brennan Armstrong's injury right. history. Yeah, he might have to play. Um, yeah, no, just was going with the twos, and you know, unfortunately, it, what is I guess kind of a limiting factor of when we do get to go to these places, you hope that there's a practice the day before you you film, right? Because then you can go there, you can really totally be unplugged. Um, but NC State was off, so we didn't get to see the guys the day before. And I didn't get to talk to MJ, but I wanted to pick his brain just on how this process has been. I mean, we, we saw him and thought that he was going to be the guy this year. Uh, and, and, you know, now he has to sit and wait again. Uh, and I think it is good for him, especially in the complexity of this offense, to be able to to really just learn and to soak it all up and to know when you do get your shot, man, you, you maybe have three years of eligibility left. And, uh, you know, how can you go and, and how can you really mo- make the most of your situation? But no question – talents there and I think they can win with him at QB so if he does get his opportunity barring you know or or unfortunate due to injury I think he'll be fine he'll be ready to go well credit to him for staying a and b they probably have one of the better backup quarterback situations in the ACC in case something does happen to Brendan Armstrong right okay let's talk win total Mac Vegas has him NC State was picked fourth by the way in the preseason poll Vegas has him as only six and a half I think this is an easy over at six and a half. Now, Vegas knows all, Mac, and so this does worry me a bit. And you and I were, I think you're a little higher than me, but Connecticut, VMI, Virginia, Marshall, that's four. Wake, at Wake, eh, at Virginia Tech is five. I would say at least at Virginia Tech is five. So you got to get yeah. two more. I think at Wake is winnable. I think Miami at home is winnable. You think yeah. Notre Dame is yeah. winnable? I really, I Week mean, it's two in a brand new game. system? Brand new system for both, though. Don't forget that. Uh, yeah, Notre yeah, Dame is yeah. going through a lot of changes. Brand new offensive coordinator, brand new co- uh, quarterback, uh, some turnover at the wide receiver position. Um, now, I think they're going to be able to run the ball for sure. Um, that's what they do. And they have a, a massive running back room there and, and you know, arguably the best offensive tackle in the country and Joe Alt. Um, but how can you confuse that? You, you know, strength on strength, defense, let's go. Let's get it going. Uh, that was the second rush defense in the league last year. How can you kind of slow that down? And we know – you know what Sam Hartman potentially can do if you if you heat him up and if you blitz him. And so can you take advantage of that being the the number one interception team last year in the ACC? 
So, I, yeah, I do feel good, and especially being the home, first home game. New Jumbotron, new sound system. That environment is already nuts. I think they're going to be jacked up and excited and be a true home field advantage. That Louisville game at night, uh, Friday night as well, I feel super confident about that as well, KG. So I have them flirting with nine wins, uh, which would be incredible. And do you get a 10th win in the bowl season, which is, you know, escape them because of of alleged COVID reasons when they played UCLA UCLA or were supposed to play UCLA. Uh, We're still mad about that. Um, So, yeah, I feel feel confident about these guys. And and just, you know, it it really is going to kind of ride on Brennan and the year that he can have, and can he get back to that 21 version where he's slinging it all over the yard? Exactly. And can the playmakers emerge? I think that's the other big question. Can Keon Lesane be be that dude? Because like you said, I think people, just because it was Virginia, people don't really remember Thompson and Wicks and these guys that Brennan Armstrong had. So this is going to be a very interesting year for NC State. And I would say at least a little more exciting offensively for these Wolfpack fans, Mac. No, 100%. And, I mean, we, we barely even spoke about that, but formations, motions, one-on-one matchups that, you know, Coach and I is going to dial up. I mean, he is a mad scientist. And, and you know, the way that he does that, the way that he approaches the game, um, I think it's great that he was able to have a, a spring and, and this off season, and, you know, now a fall camp where he can kind of feel out, what do we have? How can we use guys differently? Um and again, just try to get the best matchups we can. Everything you saw at Virginia, they're moving guys around. And it's not like it's complex routes at the end of the day, but they are using all these different motions, formations, things to trick the defense's eyes to look somewhere else. And, oh, you forgot about this guy running straight up the middle. Boom, big touchdown. And a lot of that production is, is how Brennan was able to do that. Plays like that. And same thing at Syracuse. You know, line Ronde Gatson up in the backfield run a wheel route, nobody's thinking about them. Touchdown. Same thing with Sean Tucker. So that's what I'm excited to see. How can they execute? How can they get this going on a super high level? And ultimately is is potential versus production foot on full display here. And uh, we'll see. We're close. We are very close indeed. That's a wrap for our NC State episode here on Monday. Mac Duke coming up on Wednesday. Miami coming up on Friday. If you missed any last week, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Wake Forest, lock in, guys. We're almost there. That's right. It's getting close, KG. The season is is right here. I'm so jacked up. But that's it from us, guys. Another great episode. Gramlick and Mac Lane. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate our big uh, partner there in Ingles and all the things that they do for us. Uh, but we need you guys to go over to YouTube. Rate, review, subscribe, comment on there. Uh, we, we need you guys' eyeballs on this thing. It's too much fun. You can't miss it. Uh, and, of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, But that's it from us. Until next time, we'll see y'all.